Good morning, Kenny. How are you doing today? Good morning. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. I got to tell you, one of the greatest things that I read inside this book was the fact that you rode the bus. I mean, that really means a lot to me because I picked up on that energy when they wrote the book about Michael Jordan with the Birmingham Barons and how he rode the bus. And that means a lot to me because that means you lived with them as they built their careers. I would never trade those two years in for anything. I was in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, with a minor league hockey team, the Skipjacks. And our closest rival was in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the Hershey Bears. They were an hour and a half away. So that was the closest road trip that we would take. Um, aside from that, it would be four, six, eight, ten hours to uh, Binghamton, Utica, Springfield, Massachusetts, New Haven. The longest trip was 10 hours to Portland, Maine from Baltimore. And we rode the bus yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it might've felt long at the time, but such great memories. Um, we would always uh, place our dinner order. So if the team played on a Friday night at home, for example, and we had a bus ride afterwards, they had a menu hanging up in the locker room and an envelope and we would all put 10 bucks in there and order a chicken parm sandwich or a pizza uh, or something else in the menu. But uh, the two years that I spent in Baltimore, uh, first of all, getting the reps on the radio, 80 games a year, some of them with the color analysts, some solo by myself. But uh, the bus rides, the memories, uh, you know, again, kudos to young broadcasters who might begin at the major league level and never have to take those bus rides. But. I feel like they're missing out on something. Oh, but you came up in that age of radio, those early days when small town radio had its own little itty bitty studio that you could just put in a, in a suitcase and go to the game, set it up and then call the game. Well, that's exactly what we did. We had a, it was a, a gray metal case with the radio equipment. <laughs> I was my own engineer. I uh, had to do the same thing in college when we broadcasted basketball games. And I'm not exactly the most technologically inclined uh, individual. So we occasionally had issues. Uh, there was one game up in Binghamton, New York, where something happened with the radio connection. It just didn't work that night. And we had actually plugged in an old rotary phone. Yeah. And I had a color analyst, Dave Starman, with me that night. And we actually did the game by handing a phone uh, back and forth to each other. At one point, uh, I was calling the play-by-play. -play. There was a stoppage. And I handed the phone over to Dave and said, here, it's for you. And then he <laughs> took over with the commentary. Um, had a similar situation in college one time where – uh, the equipment didn't work, and we had to do the game through the phone. So uh, great memories. Um, I feel like – and I'm, I'm lucky that I still get to work in radio uh, with the Rangers. Called the game last night in Dallas. Most of my work is on TV, uh, football, the national hockey, uh, the national games on TNT, and, and some baseball as well, and some basketball with the Knicks. But still get to do – uh, not every game, but a, a good portion of the Rangers on the radio. And it takes you back to those early days, yeah. the fundamentals, the description, uh, the, the listeners can't see it. So you have to uh, be so precise with description. You have to give the score and the time a lot more because uh, they're only listening, not watching. So, um, you know, hopefully still get to do radio for a long time because it's so much fun. I've always been inspired by hockey play-by-play -play announcers only because of the, so many of them are not from the United States, but your eyes have got to be faster than that puck on the ice, and you've got to move because that's what mastering the art of storytelling is all about. Right, and the question I get often is, uh, which is the most difficult sport for you to broadcast? Most people think the answer would be hockey, but to me it's actually the easiest because I've done it for so long. It's, a, it's just you're in the flow for 60 minutes, especially on radio, but... Uh, the reason people think it might be the most difficult is 
um, a a lot of the European pronunciations, yep. and b the fact that they change on the fly. The line changes; they don't have to wait for a whistle or a timeout. But you get used to it. It's been 33 years now, starting with those days back in minor league hockey, and. Uh, still as much fun as it was back then. Your eyes see it before we see it. Even if you're on television or you're on the radio, how is it that you were able to make that connection between your eyes, your lips, and your ears? Because your ears have to, before it comes to us, it's got to move through those ears to see if you said it right. Right, great question. Um, You know, it's kind of like riding a bike. Once you pick it up, you know, it's a skill that you learn. And, um, you know, it's it's funny that you asked that uh, today because, I'm in Dallas for two games and I did radio for the Rangers last night and television for TNT tomorrow. And the broadcast locations couldn't be more different as far as the location. The radio were all the way up top of the building. And it is somewhat of a challenge at times to see some of the numbers and, but the game does move a lot slower from up there. So you almost feel like you do have a little more time to make those calls when I do the TV broadcast tomorrow. It's a great spot. We're about halfway up and you're so much closer to the ice and you feel the energy and the excitement. And um, it's a television call, so it is different. You don't have to say as much. You don't have to identify every player. There's more room to allow for your analysts to come in. So even though it's the same sport, two pretty different calls. Wow. As a broadcast instructor, I can't thank you enough for this book because I know a lot of people that want to do sports, but they don't know how to get there, but they think they're stars already, and they need to read A Mic for All Seasons because this is a chapter they need to have in their life. Well, I appreciate it, Arrow, for your listeners. Um, I feel like it could be used as somewhat of a textbook. Yep. Um, I talk about the differences between broadcasting, the various sports, the differences between radio and TV, There's also a chapter paying it forward to young broadcasters. So uh, hopefully your listeners and your students can check it out. Absolutely. Man, come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Kenny. I would love to appreciate it. And the book actually has its own Instagram account. It's the book title of Mike for All Seasons. So uh, please check that out as well. But uh, really enjoy chatting and hope to do it again soon. Well, you be brilliant today. You too. Thanks, Sarah.